you from Power at the Pass in El Paso, Texas. This is the BWOMS Podcast, and today is a very special show. We have Daniel from Sleepwalker Station in the house, and we have a live audience. Live audience, let them hear you. How are you guys doing? Yeah. Well, I wasn't ready for that, and I think you guys just broke the microphones. <laughs> But, but really, Daniel here is is back in El Paso. He's been here before, and this time around, he teamed up with Damien Gray, the Gray Area. He was uh, episode 24 of the Be Almost podcast. Uh, he, they put together a little tour called yeah. Sonnenaufgang. Sonnenaufgang. Did I say that right? Sonnenaufgang. Sonnenaufgang. Okay. And that means sunrise. And and Damien Gray does quixotic sunrise. It was a good team up. And... Um, Daniel made it into town on Tuesday, and he was featured at the Barbed Wire Open Mic Series at the Black Orchid Lounge. It was a lot of fun. It was a packed house. We had lots of poets, a lot of performers. Uh, he was supposed to make it in on Monday, but part of the thing about being in the road is you can't predict what's going to happen. No. And so the first show was supposed to be at Craft and Social, and I know exactly. you didn't come through, but we had a good time. Some of us were still there. You know, Liz Tina performed, uh, Nicholas Roach, Damian Gray. Uh, and it was cool. We hung out, and we were ready for you. Tuesday night, you came through Black Orchid Lounge, and just pe- you blew people away. People were really, uh, they loved you. And so it was great having you. And then Wednesday, you guys played at Cafe de Tolteca, mm-hmm. right? Yes, cool. Exactly. Yep. And and today is Thursday, part of this tour. You guys, uh, it's been very ambitious, <laughs> right? <laughs> you guys started at Bex yeah. in Las Cruces, exactly. like at 1 o'clock. And I had to come down here, and we had a little singer-songwriter showcase at Power at the studio. And that was really nice. We featured uh, G-Trash, As the City Sleeps. We had uh, Omar Coyad from Denny Our Friend Deval. the Mountain. We had Danny Deval, who's in our live audience. We have a live audience. That's so cool. This is our first time doing this. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. you know, after we talk a little bit, we're going to open it up and have people asking questions. In fact, today's episode is uh, sponsored by Allstate Insurance. And uh, in association with Cahoots Productions, and so as part of our live studio audience, they will win a prize if they ask a question. We have a couple of prizes available. We have an ice pack. We have a letter opener, which I, I'm sure you can open bottles with. And we also have a koozie from Tejas Brewing Company. Uh, so guys, welcome to the podcast. Um, this is episode 28, featuring Daniel. Daniel, welcome, to, welcome back to El Paso. Well, thank you yes, very much. Thank you. So, so uh, <laughs> it's nice to be back, actually. Cool, man. Uh, nice. When was your first time here in El Paso and in the Southwest? It was in December. Okay. <clears throat> and so just to That's kind of backtrack a little bit, you are from Berlin, Germany? Yes. And okay. you have been touring since 2011, like just kind of yes. all throughout Europe and the United States. Exactly. Awesome, man. Well, and with some, you know, it, and some other festival, places. yeah. Like okay. Mexico. And yeah, yeah. got to go to Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> where, where in Mexico? It was a festival in uh, the Efe, in okay. Mexico City, and right. one in uh, Yucatan. Awesome. And, and so cities up there, uh, down there. Mm. Yeah, you've been a part of a lot of festivals, huh? Well, whenever I get to uh, yeah. play. Uh, whenever we get the I invite, and this, yeah. all this helps. Yes. So we love having you on. And um, so how has the experience been so far coming back to El Paso and being part of this tour? I mean, this was very unexpected because last time I had one show in uh, Café Tolteca, the Tolteca, and it was right. it was nice, and it was very like already wow. We ha- I had like there were three other artists playing, and uh, it was treated really well. And then this time coming back, it, was, it felt so much bigger. Yeah. Yes. And With some fanfare, right? Yeah, it was like okay, <laughs> I know you, and I know you. Oh, you all come back. Yeah, you're gonna great. recognize us. Yeah. Yes. We'll follow you around, man. Um, so a little bit about Sleepwalker Station. I love the name. I found it very intriguing. And and my understanding is that Sleepwalker Station is more than just you. Uh, it's like it, it pretty much is a culmination of over a decade of traveling and um, going around uh, musicians that you've met along the way. Tell yes. us a little bit about, about that growth. Okay. Now, yeah, it's not really the band, so there's no... These four guys are the band, but okay. there is uh, the whole project started in '98. Actually, so okay. yeah, wow. it was quite funny. I had uh, two weeks ago had a show in Munich with my double bass player, and we were just telling the people, "Oh, we've been playing for a while, been <laughs> playing together for a while," and then we looked at each other and we're like, 20 years." <laughs> wow. <laughs> 
oh no. <laughs> then we were shocked. And then we were shocked because we thought, oh no, no, that's not true actually. That's not a, you know. And then, uh, okay, well, so it is actually since 98. Well, 98, it's 2018, well. yeah, I guess. It's 2018, so, yeah. <coughs> there we are. So you started, <coughs> I mean, obviously, so you're, so you're from Germany, and, and yeah. so you started along Europe. Yeah, we started as a, I guess, we, as a classical band, uh, okay. like a high school band. We had a cello player and uh, a bass player and a okay. drummer. And then over the years, this kind of formation, it changed. And uh, we had uh, an Italian part of the band. Of okay. Five members from Italy joined the band. Really? Yeah. Okay. And two of the, uh, of the old band kind of left because they were not, like, the didn't uh they had well studies and all kinds of things okay yeah it's i mean for one doing a band is hard enough as it is you exactly. know like everyone has their lives work school and, and so to do it kind of like through multiple countries and exactly. traveling is a little harder i imagine yeah also uh, I, then i moved to i moved to italy and uh moved to italy yeah and the the whole thing if we had kept that concept of that's the band, then the band would have probably, like, uh, broken up in um, 2001, maybe. Okay. But keeping it a loose concept. Yeah. As people, like, like a network, more of a... a collective. Collective, yeah. yeah. So where people can... The doors are open, and people can leave for a while. Okay. We had our slide guitarist. She was... Uh, mm. She was pregnant, uh, and, and, and so she left the band for, well, she was passive for uh, right, like right. one year or two years. And then she came back and she recorded albums and all that. So that's. And yeah. you guys have all, all together so far have four albums out? Uh, six albums. Six now. albums. And yeah. you're working on your seventh or the sixth yeah. one? Well, is if we one. don't count, the first one was a bit of a, um, let's not count it too many times. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. We were young and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or weren't we all yeah, at some point? Exactly. So I like to count it as uh, this one we're working on is the sixth. You know, That's a sixth one, right? Yeah. And I I was reading a little bit about that one. That one's called Lorca, right? It's called Lorca, yeah. Now, I, I'm, I'm curious, you know, I, I study literature, so I'm familiar with Federico Garcia yeah, yeah, Lorca. Lorca. So tell me about his influence in the naming of the album. Okay, he's, uh, he's famous for the surrealistic uh, theater. Okay. Uh, El Teatro Absurdo. And he's, um, in a way, the new album, which is an album mm, that we've been working on, which reflects more the uh, identity of the band. We which, have no which is all over the... Like, exactly. We have Spanish. We have, yeah. And also the fact that um, none of us is, is an uh, English native speakers, but, uh, ah. speaker, but we... We wrote our music up to then. Almost all of the songs are in English. English, and but it's not it's not really like it's us because we listen to a lot of English speaking English sung. So language. like like uh, your influences. Uh, a lot of so people wanted me to ask you that. Like yeah. since since the open mic, I've been asking people, hey, uh, you know, you heard me announce it. Like, hey, I'm gonna interview this guy, and 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 so probably the most common question right now is like, what were some of your influences? Right now, it sounds like. Some of it's some English, you know, yeah, speaking of course. Musicians. I mean, yeah. before when I came in here to uh, Power to Pass and I heard Neil Young immediately. That's right, yeah, so as you walked I was in. like, okay, yeah, <laughs> there's one. Yeah. Uh, Nick Drake is another one, of course, and um, uh, Van Morrison. But then also, um, since we have all these influences from, we have local musicians in Germany, Italy, right. in Austria, right. in, in Spain, in France. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so living in those places, you pick up a lot of local music or national music right. from, and again, maybe then through living in France, you get uh, music from maybe French speaking African countries or mm -hmm. uh, living in Spain, you get a lot from South America as well. And yeah, so that all kinds of it, it <laughs> conglomerates and, 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 and yeah, and mixes you know, and yeah. And so this this album, I you know, one of the things that I, I've heard advertising is that you guys are speaking in five different languages, four different dialects. Yes. Uh, tell us a little bit more about that. You know, like because it speaks more to your identity, right? Yes, and exactly. your travels. So the new album is is mostly in Spanish, but uh, also. 
very much uh, well we have three songs in 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 french mm -hmm. uh, three songs in italian two songs in german mm -hmm. and uh only one song in English in the end. All right. <laughs> That's the first yeah. time it was you completely... Know the English have had enough, you know. And <laughs> now the thing is, yeah, we, we, we were actually looking for a song. We, had we thought, okay, now the album is almost ready. We don't have an English song on that album. <laughs> okay, we have to... Because it didn't fit. See, the thing is, it didn't right. fit. We yeah. didn't find any English song that we've written that would okay. fit that kind of the concept of the, of the album. Because all of the songs reflect... Um, it's somehow folk, but it's folk from that country where that language is spoken. Right. So we have folk, but flamenco mixed with folk. Then yeah. we have folk tango mixed with folk. folk. And uh, we have chanson mixed with folk. And we have even from uh, Austrian Bavarian singer-songwriters uh, mixed with folk. <laughs> Yo, <man. laughs> and Italian hip-hop. <laughs> And so Italian hip what? Yeah, Italian yeah, hip hop. Even that. So I'm gonna put a bookmark on this right now and just like say right now, my excitement in addition to having like a live audience for the first time is also you're you're our first like super international guest. Uh, obviously, we do have international guests because you know we're right here on the border, course, so we yeah. have a lot of uh, interplay between Mexico and and the United States. But like hearing you talk of all these places and all the all the fusions and influences is really exciting. So I usually leave this to the end of the episode. But right now, my listeners are probably like, what? I got to hear this. So what are some resources? What websites or places can people find your music, the, the stuff you're talking about? Like the, the common, well, I guess, you can so find SoundCloud, SoundCloud Spotify, Bandcamp, Bandcamp okay. Spotify, uh, iTunes, okay. yes. All right, cool. So yeah. we'll have some links. And um, exactly. you have, prior to this, you have the other albums out. I saw that one was... Uh, uh, based around Don Quixote. Huh? Yes, it's called Windmills. And Windmills. Yeah. Oh. So and I'm curious about that one. You know, uh, we were um, very much inspired by the the scene from the Don Quixote, where he he's um, he is in that field where the windmills he's are fighting the windmill, yeah. and he's yeah. And so we actually flew to um, we, we took a plane to Madrid, got a rental car, and a friend oh, really? of ours uh, who was a photo uh, photographer in uh, in Madrid. And we drove south because in the book it says somewhere in La Mancha, That's in right. a place that, which uh, the name I don't remember. And yeah. um, so we drove south looking for the windmills of the Don Quixote. <laughs> Miguel um, Cervantes, right? It's uh, one of the greatest works in literature, yes. by the way. You know? Yeah. Cervantes. And, and that's also where you get the, the phrase or the ad adjective quixotic. Oh. You know? Yeah. True. You yes. know, uh, yeah. And how would you define that, Damien, again? Uh, quixotic <laughs> can be defined as. Uh, Either unrealistic, highly idealistic, or unsustainable. Okay. Thank you, man. Uh, and we'll bring Damien back up, too. We're going to have a section where we invite people to, to ask questions. just want to dig a little bit into your stuff. And, and also, so right now we're just talking about the languages and everything. Tell me about the instruments. Today, like on Tuesday, you were in El Paso, right on the border, playing a Spanish lute, yes. singing in Italian, playing the harmonica. <laughs> Talk about, like, you know, <laughs> fusion. Like, So how did you pick up the, the Spanish lute? I'm curious about it, that one. It was quite funny because I was in Berlin. It was a lovely day, and it was a Spanish film crew. They were, um, they were doing a doc documentary about um, they wanted to promote street art, uh, street okay. music, because mm. in their town in Valencia, um, street music was shut down. And really? they oh. so they started traveling around Europe, interviewing all kinds of musicians and street artists as well um, about music. And they they wanted their music, their art, be part of the of their documentary in order mm -hmm. to show, look, this is what we're missing out if we shut right. the, the 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 city. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, if we keep the the, the street art out out. That's of it. astounding. I didn't know that. <clears throat> That's. That sounds like a, a a quick way to kill a culture, <laughs> yes. kill many cult, kill yeah, many cultures, yeah. right? Yeah. So so what and happened so was, out of that? I was there and okay. like there's an air, um, what is it called? Um, an airport right in the middle of the city, which right. is not used anymore. Is it has a historical? Um, well, it's very important historically because it was built by the Nazis, but then it was also the airport that saved West Berlin from the Russians because of. Uh, when the uh, Americans dropped the the food with the what's it called raisin bombers the rations yeah raisin bombers like they they dropped food yeah rations because, uh, right. the Russians were trying to to um, basically keep 
all of Berlin. Mm-hmm. And so that's that airport. But now it is kind of a park. People are doing kite surfing ah, there and they, and they picnic, they barbecue there. It's beautiful, yeah. And it's a huge space right in the middle, uh, right in the heart of Berlin, which is very unusual to have that in a, in a town. And uh, suddenly I heard a sound mm-hmm. and I turned my head and there was some guy sitting there with this instrument and I uh, thought, okay, well, then I tried to focus on the on the interview. Uh-huh. I can oh, you're being interviewed. Yes, exactly. Okay. And, I, right. so I, and I kept turning my head because I heard that sound and I said, I really like that sound. No. So I walked up to this guy and it was a guy from Chile, actually. And he said, hey, okay. he said, yeah, well, a guy from Spain, a friend of uh, from Spain just had given him this instrument and mm. but he didn't know what it was <laughs> <laughs> this funny this funny looking just, guitar yeah, yeah, he, and he was trying to he said i, I don't know I, I i was you know this friend gave me this this instrument and i really like it but i don't know what it's called mm. so i took a picture and then i i looked it up on the internet and okay. i looked and looked and then at some point i, I came i found a similar instrument i thought okay this this may be it and okay. then uh Found out, yeah, okay, it is... Well, I knew that it was produced in Spain, so I looked for Spanish instruments, and mm-hmm. since I'm there quite often, of course, with the band, and so, yeah. Then uh, in Spain, they told me, yeah, this is a, it's a Spanish lute. There you go. Oh, well, Give me the we lute, give me the lute. Yeah, and then I needed, I needed the lute. <laughs> and, it was and difficult <laughs> to find, even in Spain. <laughs> wow, and, and so is that your main instrument? At the moment? Yes, it is. It sounds so beautiful and, and so unique. You know, uh, I'm curious. So, so now, like, talking a little bit about your journey, like, when was the first time that you or you guys came to the United States? For music, yes, you mean? Yes, to perform. Yeah. Well, this was just in uh, December. No way. Yeah. That was the first was time. the first time. Oh, wow. well, yeah, well, went to Canada to play maybe eight years ago. Did you so you started in Canada first and then like yes, a little but maybe it was we should go a little more south. Exactly. <laughs> I did some busking in Seattle on the way. Okay. But Seattle's uh, a nice city. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was that was about it. And then yeah, only only then in, in December we went to because um we wanted to mix the new album. Okay. And there's this uh, sound technician in Tucson mm. that I really like. He did um mixing for uh Calexico and a great uh, band, yeah. yeah. So I thought, okay, well, you know, we want, we would like to work with this guy. And uh, so I wrote him and he said, yeah, well, did you want to come over? I said, well, why, why did you want to come over? Well, maybe it's, a, it's not such a bad idea Okay. to yeah. be there and to see how, how he works and all that in the studio where Calexico recorded all this stuff and uh, their yeah. stuff. And so when, when I knew that, that I would come to Tucson, I thought, well, I might as well, you know, plan some gigs yeah, as well. Yeah, good call. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> good foresight. Good foresight, you know. Uh, <laughs> what did you think of that Arizona heat? Yeah. I li- well, it was December. <laughs> oh, well, that's so it was, not bad. Yeah. Probably still hot, though, right? <laughs> I, got, I got ill right away, in fact. But yeah. yeah. I'm sure different climates as well. Like messed. Yeah. And it, what, what album came out of that? Um, well, the, the one the you're working that, on now? Yeah. Sure, that's all so close, you know. Uh, you're so prolific, you know. You already have so many albums out. I'm like, maybe it's an older one, but okay, so this is stuff you've been working on. Yeah. And uh, during that trip, you did you travel with bandmates, or was it just you? No, it was just me. Just you? Okay, yeah. cool. And and so from Tucson, that took you southwest? Tell me um, a little bit about that tour. Like, what's your trajectory look like? I was I was just looking random, more randomly for, okay. for gigs, and uh, I had friends in San Antonio. Mm. And I hadn't seen them for 10 years. Wow. And so I thought, well, I can't come over. And then close, well, almost close. Mm-hmm. And then rather go to California. And then they say, oh, no, you have to come here. Right. And I thought, okay, well, then I'll just uh, look for <laughs> places to play in, in Texas. Yeah. And, uh, it's a big place. Yes. Lots of places. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, one of the first places that actually... Um, yeah, uh, like confirmed that the, the show was uh, here in El Paso. Café de Toteca. Café de Toteca. Wow, and and how did you reach out to them? Yes, exactly. okay. Yeah, uh, right on, man. And I'm glad you. I'm glad uh, that experience was nice enough for you to you know come back. Yeah, and that's where I met Damien. Damien he was right. playing there. He was there. And, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. 
And uh, yeah, Damien was so instrumental in in getting you back here and, and making this tour happen. Um, tell me about a little more about your experience. I know we started with this a little bit more about your experience starting here, uh, th- or this tour, Son Son and Afgang. Yeah. Well, I I was very surprised when I first saw the his his uh, when he sent me the email <laughs> with you know the tour dates and what okay. it's called and then Son and Afgang. Did so you looked it up, Damien? <laughs> I did, I did, I did, yeah, and. Nice. Uh, it was uh, <laughs> it was one of those things where, um, like like he mentioned before, he came he came here in December, okay. and uh, I was really really lucky to open up for him, along with Omar Cuellar mm-hmm. and uh, Alan Martinez from As the City Sleeps, had actually contacted me for that show, and um, there was such a connection with your music and the passion that you had with your music that I knew that I I had to connect with, I had to talk to this guy, mm-hmm. and um, we just kind of kept in touch the whole time when, when he was there and, and, and he went back and I happened to message him randomly I think was it sometime in late February that I was yeah. like hey yeah, how, how are so. you doing oh, wow. I was like hey how are you doing you know I, I miss you back here this is what I'm working on you know what are you doing and he says well you know uh I happen to be doing a U.S. tour that's, you know, and I said, oh, really? <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, Good. Wh- where, where are you going through? You know, what states are, are you touching? And he says he's going through Texas to California. And I said, well, you have to let me, you have to let me work on your El Paso. Vegas. There you go. There you go. So from that time, we kind of kept in touch. And I told him that I did booking and promotions around here. And he told me, uh, brilliant. You know, I had no idea. You know, yeah. go, go ahead. No, I had no idea. Go, go, go ahead and do it. So uh, we kind of ran with it, you know, me and my team uh, me joseph garrison uh, ben rodriguez liz tina you know uh, we've all been instrumental in really you know uh, booking the shows and reaching out to people that we knew would be responsive to this music and we can't be more uh, grateful uh, you know for stopping by in the city and, and mm-hmm. definitely letting us host you know, that that that's honestly the most humbling thing that i've ever that i've ever done i think the gray area has really you know really grown just from this experience so i really thank you and mm-hmm. really humbled in the face of you guys so thank you richie also for for extending yourself to help with yeah. a with the b1s podcast mm-hmm. we're grateful to all of you guys absolutely it, it was a it's a great culmination i love seeing when everything works together like that you know and uh, i know you've experienced that too you know traveling and yeah. and uh you know, a lot of your your music a lot of your lyrics have to do about travel yes you know but uh, earlier, Omar Omar had to leave. Omar Cuellar played awesome singer-songwriter. He's, he's, his band is Our Friend the Mountain. Mm. You know, we, we, he was kind of mentioning, like, yo, like, how do you recharge? You've been, on, like, touring since 2011. Like, for a lot of people, like, home is a place where you can go and recharge and rest. And so since you've been just on the move so often, like, do you make it back home to Berlin? Or, like, how, how do you do it, man? How do you reset? How do you recharge? Or, like, do you just keep going? It is, it is the good gigs that recharge you actually. Good. That recharge oh. me. Like a bad gig will really drain me. Mm-hmm. Like when there's a bad gig, uh, it will take me three days probably to recover. Yeah. And wow. I'll I'll get ill very easily. But the good gigs do exactly the opposite. They they lift your they spirit. They give you the motivation and the energy to just. Okay, well, where's the next gig? Where's the next gig? Okay. <laughs> nice. What, so, so what is for you? So, <laughs> you're the. <laughs> All right. So a lot, of, a lot of people define success in other ways. Like, how do you define a good gig? Like, what is a good gig for you? A good gig is. It doesn't have to be a full house of right. 100, 200 people. Mm-hmm. It's which is good, always nice too, though. It is nice. Course. Yes, and uh, but, I, I, it, yeah, but it doesn't have to be tell that. Me, oh, you have to play with you know. You should play bigger, big field, more, more much more bigger crowds. And then right, I right. say, well, you know, but when you have a good crowd, which is a listening crowd, mm-hmm. people who actually they soak up your your emotions, your energy. And they reflect it back. Oh yeah! All right, I like so that. So it's man. it's almost like you're you're kind of a mirror. It's your um, the light you you shine out the light, mm-hmm. and then the light comes back mm. like a mirror. Right. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, I give that a round of applause. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful, man. It really gives you a lot of energy then, and you come out of the uh, a gig completely full of adrenaline and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. 
Well, you know, I hope I hope by you being on this, you know, a lot more a lot more listeners here in the Southwest and in the U.S. can can hear of you and you can book a lot more and get those good shows where people want to hear you and your your songwriting, your lyrics. Um. And also, I wouldn't have come back if the first gig uh, back in well in December wouldn't right. have had I had this impression that people here were listening. Yeah. It was about yeah. listening, not. I'm not just here to drink my beer. And oh, there's also music somewhere mm-hmm. in the back of the room sure. or in the back of the hall. Oh, does that happen? Yeah, sometimes? that happens yeah. sometimes. Well, yeah. I'll tell you what. You know, uh, we're hungry. There's a lot of you know a lot of people wanting to to make something happen here. So I'm glad you got to experience that and, and want to come back and and be part of all this. Now, you know, it's all about building. It's yeah. all about building. And uh, so. Uh, from what I'm hearing you so far right now, and and we'll we'll, we'll go ahead and get to questions in a little bit. I want to hear what you guys might have to ask. But before we get that, I just one more thing I want to say. So the new album you guys are working on is called Lorca. I already mentioned that. You know yes. the connection to the writer. Uh, earlier, you know, well even at Black Orchid and even earlier, like there's all those influences come together. But like when you got to playing the 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 stuff that you're singing in Spanish, mm-hmm. I heard a lot of that that flamenco. Yes. Right. The stuff, uh, I, you know, uh, you guys were recording with actual people who who have like a lineage from like gypsies, right? We did record. We yeah. we actually worked with uh, on this new album. We worked on two songs. We worked with the gypsies from uh, from uh, Jerez de la Frontera, oh, which amazing. is basically the flamenco capital. Even though yeah. many people think it's Sevilla, but because it's closer it's close to sure. Jerez and Jerez nobody really knows so it's Jerez. close enough that the larger yes, city kind exactly. of adapted it kind adapted of yeah, it. yeah and um, it was very interesting to work with uh, the gypsies yeah uh, it, such a different way of thinking of feeling of uh, but you it, it transmits so much at the same time of, of, of feeling yes so the reason why I bring this up is it's something I see in you? It's something I see in Damien. A lot of the, the performers that we go to the open mics, Lorca, you know, has a, a lecture from in the 1930s. He he presented, um, you know, and he talked about all sorts of things. But the the thing that people bring out of it is the theory and play of the duende. Are you familiar with duende? Yes. Duende is that spirit. It's that uh. Yeah, it's like so you you <gasps> do well in Mexico, <laughs> right? Yeah, you define it as a <laughs> goblin. But like uh, Lorca, what he does is he extends it. He takes, he uplifts it to something that's more than that. That mysterious force that we all feel, but no philosopher can explain, you know. And and I want to, I want to read a, a quote from his from his sure. lecture and, and see what you think about it. And even our audience, just because I, I think it's one of the most beautiful things in the world. Running open mics, doing shows like this, I see duende in and the people who are are doing this, right? He talks about duende. He says the duende then is a power not a work it is a struggle not a thought i have heard an old maestro say the duende is not in the throat the duende climbs up inside you from the soles of the feet meaning it is not a question of ability but of true living style of blood of the most ancient culture of spontaneous creation I think we all can vibe yes. with that a little bit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and and <laughs> man, can, can I read more? No, I'm just kidding. I love. It. I love it. But no, you know, when I, when I read that, you know, I think of of you performing right now from all the different cultures, from all from the spirit of creation of just like it's in you. It's something that's inside of us that is awakened. It's not technique. Technique no. is good, but it's like more than that. Yeah. So what are your, what are your thoughts on Duende? <laughs> that's a tough one <laughs> i know hey this is this is a interview man i want to you know get your thoughts on that yes yeah but, but it's it's the same thing i i said like it's similar to the the thought with the the energy that goes back and forth yeah it has and when you were talking about that, that yeah you just bring it out and then it comes back and it grows even more so yes. you you're inciting each other, the, the crowd, the, the listeners, the people listening, listening, and the people right. and the, the performers. Um, and it's it grows on both sides if it grows. Otherwise, or it's not there, and then it doesn't. That's right. It doesn't. 
I'm all about that. And then you were talking about earlier with like bad perform, like bad performances. That's where like nobody's like really paying attention. People are like stuck in their phones or talking, or there's the bar is still playing music while you're performing, yeah. and that's unfortunate, you know. Uh, uh, so uh, cool, man. I'm, I'm glad. I'm so glad you're on the show. In fact, our audience has been here, and let's go ahead and open it uh, to some questions. Yes. You know, yeah. uh, so we're about half an hour in. Um, so we have a microphone here. If, if if Damien or if you want to like help pass it to someone, does anyone here have a question that they want to ask Daniel here? Damien, <laughs> do you want to start it off? All right, we'll take uh, Danny Perez or right, Danny cool. Delval. Danny Delval, yeah. He's in the front. Danny Perez, formerly <laughs> Danny Delval, now you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my mother raised me. Okay. So she gets the last name. Uh, Daniel. Yes. Uh, it's kind of like an essay question sort of thing. Okay. <laughs> I want you to walk us through w how was that day when you decided, hey, I'm going to tour in the U.S. and play my music there. The day where I decided that I'm going to tour yep. in the U.S.? Uh, well, the thing is, it wasn't, it wasn't planned. It was, uh -huh. it was this, it came up because I was looking for a sound engineer for the new album and I thought okay what does this album sound like what what do we what kind of sound do we want to give this album and it was um <coughs> and it was basically three artists that came straight to my mind and one was Calexico one was uh, Jan Thiersen I don't know if you know Jan Thiersen he wrote the the soundtrack to Amélie Amélie Poulain have you seen that movie it's a French movie well okay he's Breton and uh, and then the other the other band was um, Beirut or Beirut. Oh yeah, yeah, Beirut, yeah. Yeah, and for some reason, both bands are from here. Like oh. these two bands, Beirut, okay. uh, they are from I think they're from New Mexico, and uh, and Calexico from Arizona. So it's it's all kind of this south southwest culture, yeah. and uh, yeah, and then well, I I found I found this this guy, the uh, Craig Schumacher, and in the in tu from Tucson, and he said, "Well, you want to come here to do the mixing," and and that's where this whole idea started. Before, yeah, awesome. <laughs> just <Take> happened. that. <laughs> uh, actually, uh, thank you. Yeah, thank you, Danny, and thanks for that answer. Was that? Yeah. Was that? Was that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, what are your impressions of of the Southwest culture of the United States? You know, just out of curiosity, you've been like all over Europe and everything. Yeah. The thing is, before I, I never had, I never would have imagined I would be touring Texas, <laughs> because you have this. We we have stereotypes. Yeah, and, definitely. And you there think is, you know yeah. Texas. <laughs> yeah. So what'd you expect, a, man? What'd you expect? <laughs> yeah, cowboys and you know big cars, and it's true. Okay, yeah, sure. Uh huh. But um, the musical culture here is is very was very surprising. Was mm. is huge. And is yeah. very. I've seen yes. like on this tour. I've seen so many brilliant artists here. Okay. And so many people who are into music, who love music, who love listening to music, who are attentive listeners. Yeah. That I was I was overwhelmed by the fact that you know, oh Texas is not. Um, you know, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, what we call like a, a monoculture. Some people have a, a, a flanned image of a of people or yeah. a place. And the other thing was, I like the mix of culture with good with the the Mexican culture here, being so present. Cool. I and yeah. I love places where the cultures they kind of inter intertwine. <gasps> Is that yeah, what interlock a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. All right. And uh, yeah, and you can definitely feel that Beautiful. in Arizona, in, in New Mexico, and, oh, yeah, and in Southwest. Texas. Yeah. All right, we're going to take it back to the audience. Mm. We have a question from, from Randy. Hello. Um, I heard you mention earlier about Nick Drake, and I've always find him interesting because there's only like, I think like two known photos of him. He's a very mysterious guy and all that. Mm. And how it relates to this question is, how much do you feel image is a big deal as an artist? Like, what do you... Uh, how do you feel like you should, uh, what's the best way to say it? Like, uh, yeah, exactly. How, how do you uh, best market yourself? How do you like show off who you are or what you want your crowd to see? Mm, okay. Well, let's say um, the first 
the first years of um, you know, making music, I did not like the whole idea about the image. And I still have my trouble with the fact of, you know, you need an image, you need a logo, you need a, mm. you need uh, something recognizable. So you, uh, and in a way, <coughs> it's only in when I started really doing this, like as my main profession, and that I just had to kind of accept the fact that okay, that's you need that image mm -hmm. unfortunately unfortunately uh, <laughs> yeah you gotta market yourself a little and, bit but <laughs> as the same with the you know why why are we why do we have to go on instagram and and sure. send photos and uh, <laughs> there oh we got another nice picture oh we have to post that yeah. and we have uh, oh there's something happened oh we have this and it's nice to have videos and photos and all that in a way but yeah. it, it is kind of we we shifted to a now it's all about the image it's all about okay presence media mediatic being in the media being yeah. and of course th it's also fun but it's it's not it's not about the music yeah it's good it's good to be uh, a little a little analytical you know but nick drake had that problem nick, nick drake. drake did yeah. not have an image when he was mm -hmm. there and he he didn't, he was so much into, and that's a lesson we can learn from Nick Drake. He was, he was an ideal, uh, idealist. Mm -hmm. uh, he was quixotic. Uh, quixotic. Um, yeah, and yeah he's, he's part of that. Like yeah. he, he, um, he did not want that. He did not want, but okay, they, they tried to make him and he was playing live, but it would take him so long to tune his guitar that people would get, you know, bored and not, <laughs> yeah, not listening. Yeah. And they would throw stuff at him that he would stop playing live because he didn't have that image that he could sell that people would say, oh, wow. yeah, that's a great artist. So basically, he and, and in a way, kind of he, yeah, he, all his energy kind of, it, yeah, he, he, he always retreated more and more and more. Hmm. And that's the thing. So you have to get out in order to, Keep the energy that's that's inside you hmm. as well. Man, thank me, you so much for sharing that. Let me go ahead and uh, real quick add that uh, Randy McWilliams is uh, a winner in the All-State <laughs> Raffle oh, for, for items along with Danny oh. Pettis. He gets to ch uh, he gets to pick his choice of prizes between a, a letter opener, uh, an ice, ice pack, and, and a koozie. And a koozie uh, at the end of this podcast along with Danny Pettis. Congrats. Cool. So uh, let's go. So ahead wait, you mean you're, what you're saying is we have one more prize to give away, and we have a couple more audience members that might have questions to ask. That's absolutely right. That's what I'm saying, and uh, so maybe I'll let them formulate some questions. And uh, to go back to Nick Drake, you know, uh, when looking you up, that's that is a name that I'm you know I'm, I'm familiar with. Mm -hmm. In fact, I was looking up uh, an interview, or it was like a little piece that the Munich Sessions did. Oh on yeah, you. yeah. And there's a little quote here. Okay. It says, you know, with Nick Drake's philosophy, yeah. Dylan's roots, and the dreams of the Counting Crows, Mr. Jones. Yeah. Where is that? So it's quoted, but they don't say where it's from. Who is that? Is that from you? Is that from well, it was, the writer? <clears throat> no, it was actually by, um, um, it was a place in, in Munich. And okay. uh, they they didn't know me. and okay. they. It, but it was in the part of town where I grew up when I was little. Okay. And I never played there. And when I suddenly there, I played all over the world and I never played in my part of town really? where I grew up. After that? Yeah. So only mm. a couple of years ago, I played there for the first time. And they announced me as the new cosmopolitan <laughs> Bob Dylan from this part of town. That's in right. I, I heard that too. Not, thought, not even from there. Like the yeah. new cosmopolitan Bob Dylan. <laughs> like, And there, and suddenly it was like, what? How what did you feel about that? What? It made me... You know, it, it had this cosmopolitan Bob Dylan thing. And then it was this so local. Oh. It would be like saying, I don't know, um, uh, San, <laughs> San Jacinto. Uh, yeah, like the new uh, Nick Drake, but okay. from San Jacinto. Ooh, it, it, it's tough to kind of like be put up on a pedestal like that, you know, where there's other people like legends. Um, 
You mentioned cosmopolitanism. Are, are you familiar with that philosophy at all? Like, um, I know a huge. Uh, there's a, a book by Kwame Anthony Apaya about cosmopolitanism, and essentially, it's like the philosophy is that we are all citizens of the world. Yeah, citizens of the world. Do you consider yourself a citizen of the world? I used to consider myself the uh, citizen of the world, and but <laughs> with the time, I realized that I have. Very, very local roots as Good. well. Yeah. And so Some you can be, yes, you can be cosmopolitan, but mm-hmm. uh, not forget about your roots. I think that's I, important. I am all about that. In fact, this is why one of my favorite images in the world is the image of the tree. Because a tree builds roots that grow deep. And the bigger the tree is, the, the more the roots dive in. And they and they, the cover, they, f- they flow outward, you know. But here's the thing, though. You know, when you think of the tree, it, it grows upward and outward. And yes. so the branches flow out into other places. And so when you travel, you experience other things. Those are the branches. And it all comes back to your roots, though. Didn't you have a bunch of local musicians draw pictures of trees in your notebook? I, I did have a little <laughs> art project that I was doing for a bit where it was it was musicians. I had you you guys and um, poets, just friends, drawing trees because I love the, the, the idea of a tree and what it represents and symbolizes. Um, it's, it's part of Earth, you know? I Like, sometimes I think... If a tree could tell a story, what kind of story would it tell, you know? Um, And that was a cool notebook. But here's the thing, though. In my bohemian lifestyle, I was wandering around downtown one time, and and there was a a drum circle jam session, and it started raining. And we don't get a whole lot of rain in El Paso. No, we don't. And, uh, you know, I I didn't expect it. And so I I got caught in the rain, and I got soaked. I had my bongos, which are right there. Um, and like my, my notebook got soaked and a lot of the ink ran and I was very sad about that. So it's Did still you around. see, um, yeah, the, no, if you turn it around. I see that European. No, 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 oh, no, no. Turn it around. That's the album cover of Lorca. Lorca. It's a tree. Oh, this works so perfectly. Yeah. And I noticed that earlier too, that your, your album cover is a tree. Is this a specific tree in the world? Can you tell us anything about that? Or is that just like, it looks nice. Um, no, I, I took, um, it's, I call it the autumn tree. The autumn tree. The, the colors tree. are nice. It, yes. It's very autumnal orange. Yeah. And it was, it was just a tree. While, while I was on tour, I took this picture of, the, of that tree. Oh, you took and that? It was, okay. Yeah, I took the picture. And, nice. um, and afterwards, looking, looking at the pictures, I thought, wow. This tree is really, really beautiful. I think they're so beautiful, man. And you know what? One of my favorite things to see is like the the moon behind the branches at night. But it uh, is an oak. <clears throat> it's an oak. Okay. Yes. So check that out. Um, that's from the upcoming album, Lorca. Um, okay, we're going to go back to the audience. We have Audrey right now in the house, and she has a question for you. So this may be a loaded question. Oh. <laughs> um, you seem like a very spiritual individual. So what is like your spiritual routine and um like what are the top three things you want to the message you want to give to your listeners Ooh! <laughs> wow <laughs> it is a loaded question no, I, it is, yeah, yeah. let's <coughs> unload it let's unload it okay so first part was spiritual but what do you um what do you define as spiritual well you talked a lot about energy yeah. So, so Audrey was saying about talking about energy. Okay. Yeah. Talking about like energy and like what you put out, you get back, and things of that nature. Mm. And being that you travel so much, you know, it has to like impact you somehow. I guess. Of course, you feel. Uh, you always feel something from various individuals. You can tell whenever um, what a person kind of. Um, what would you say, um, like the aura of a person, mm-hmm. and you can tell what you can usually tell what kind of person somebody is just by not only looking, but by yeah. you, you can sense it sometimes. Uh-huh. It's like a, a gut feeling. Yes. Intuitive. Yeah. Okay. And I think that has to do a lot with these these energies that we kind of um, that your body, your yeah, mm-hmm. your, your presence. Um, is reflecting. Um, well, 
<laughs> well, I guess whenever whenever I said spirituality, I meant like uh, when you're feeling down or mm-hmm. whenever you get sick or something. What are what's like a routine that you have to just kind of like. Um, motivate yourself yourself again to like get back out there and um, you know yeah. continue yeah. like with your music and your message. Okay, s- um, slowing down usually helps. Like sleeping, <laughs> sleeping, <laughs> what sleeping what really helps. What, what is that? I don't know what that is. Um, <laughs> that is that is. Uh, I I always realize when uh, when it comes to that when suddenly oh, it was a bad gig and then I suddenly I feel like uh, I usually don't have headaches but then suddenly the, n- the nose starts running and you think oh and you feel tired, but you didn't feel tired all the days before where you where you were playing and. Know, moving from one town to another, sitting on a bus for 12 hours mm-hmm. uh, and a plane for yes. another 13 and so on. Yeah. And suddenly you get just this one bad show and suddenly everything collapses. Um, of course, we're gathering like a lot of pressure through running through your life, mm-hmm. basically doing things. And um, and of course, when you get like this stop, it, it all adds and then it kind of your body collapses mm. and then yeah. you need to recharge it but then it's kind of it's um, more of a then you suddenly need to recharge it physically almost like eat well sleep well mm-hmm. and and then mm-hmm. you get better and then you play a good gig and suddenly everything is rolling again that's right yeah, life on the road has got to be interesting like that, you know, where where I think it's more more extreme, more advanced than like say when you're rooted in some place. When you're traveling, I think you feel it in a more advanced extreme style. Lows to lows, highs to highs, I imagine. Yeah, it goes uh, it's quite a roller coaster, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of highs, uh, I do have a question for you. But wait, wait, is where where all your questions were they answered? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hi, cool. <laughs> Thank you, Audrey. Thank All right, Damien. Uh, I do have a question for you. Um, uh, what has been your favorite venue that you've played uh, up until t- right now, and why? <laughs> yeah, obviously don't include Power of the Past because obviously had, it went. Because we've had so many great venues. Honestly, uh, Black Choir, uh, Black Orchid, rather, uh, mm. their open mic. Uh, is honestly legendary, and you Dude. have made it so. Yeah, it's You've a Tuesday, made it th- it's made a Tuesday it night, and it gets packed. It's crazy. It I gets packed, it. and yeah. honestly, if you show up at 8 o'clock expecting to sign up to perform, you're, you're already yeah, you already messed up because uh, <laughs> by 8 o'clock, if you come there and, and sign up, the list is already gone by then. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, which added a, a lot of excitement for me because I knew <laughs> that you were going to get a lot of people that would see you and that would be interested. Yeah. But um, uh, as of right now... What's been your favorite venue, and why has it been your favorite venue? But you mean favorite w- venue in, in El Paso? In El Paso, Damn. right? Okay, right, putting right. it in out El there. Paso. So right. it was. So he knows which one to book into. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. It is. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's say um, I, I appreciate. I mean, apart from well. Oh no, it's difficult, isn't Damn, it? Damn, I know. Yeah. You, put on the spot. <laughs> really, you know you're gonna get the political answer. Well, we right had now. some really great venues. Uh, Craft and Social was awesome. Uh, Black, but uh, Black I wasn't, I wasn't playing in. You didn't get to, I, unfortunately. I didn't make it to Craft and Social. That's right, Craft yeah. and Social. Um, <laughs> there, there was a, there was something that happened <laughs> with the Greyhound. Yes. That was the only reason why you weren't Travel. able to show up. But uh, I, I know That's everybody. Right, really everybody from Craft and Social was so excited to see you. Yeah. We were so there. excited to put this together. Uh, yeah, you you've had people that, I felt that are so here tonight. Bad not to be not to be there. You've had people that are here tonight that have been there since Monday to see you. You know, e- even though you didn't make it on Monday, there were people that were there on Monday to see you, and For I sure. think that's yeah. awesome. That is awesome. Says a lot, yeah. Lovely. And it's Honestly, that's goals <laughs> as a singer songwriter. I, I, I was. I, I want people <laughs> in a, in another country to fucking be there. Right. You know. Yeah. Bef- whether or not I'm there, I, or not, I was there, and I can vouch for that. I so, can vouch for that. Uh, uh, so, so which venue? Uh, you, we played uh, Black Orchid together. We played Cafe de Tulteca together. Uh, we played uh, today in Las Cruces. Las Cruces. Yeah. Uh, that's Bex. right. That was a nice Bex uh, Roasting House and Creamery. Uh, we've been to Power at the Pass already. Tomorrow, of course, I, I don't want to count out. We're going to Pizza Joint downtown. Pizza Yay. Joint. Yeah. <laughs> Pizza Joint rocks. But uh, yeah. Uh, What's been fun and why? Okay. Now, mm, <laughs> difficult question. It's a political answer. No, well, I can say that 
yesterday at Cafe Tolteca was very. Mm, first of all, well, it was incredible because the fact that it was going back to Cafe Tolteca with the good mm, mm-hmm. memories from December. Mm-hmm. Plus, there was this one moment where I played that Spanish song, and right. mm, people had just come in. Um, and there were Spaniards, and suddenly people started doing like th- the Spanish mm. um, rhythms to the right. song, right. which yeah. for me it re- it took me back to Spain, where every show, y- almost every show you do, they people go crazy, and suddenly you have the the, the gypsies in the background, and they go, <laughs> and you think, wow, and you get goosebumps, and mm-hmm. think, oh, so. Yesterday, there was this moment with a... <laughs> and I like the fact that it's so focused on the music. Mm-hmm. Um, then listening-wise... And there were great acts yesterday as well. Um, today was awesome for the fact that they were brilliant artists. Those songwriters were amazing, we, we, right? We had, uh, we had Adam Trezina from Dusty Low I saw that, yeah. uh, play with us l- uh, last and night. Uh, and the violin player, Chris. That's right. We had Liz Tina, who is an amazing local singer-songwriter uh, from El Paso, Texas, uh, play uh, last night. We also had Nicholas Roach, who... Um, Used to be used to live here in El Paso, Texas, but had moved to First well, Las, he Cruces. In Las Cruces. Yeah. That's right, and then he's now in Albuquerque, New Mexico. He mm-hmm. helped us um, honestly. Um, the the gray area has done a lot uh, for this tour, but Nicholas Roche has been um, the MVP as far as uh, booking in Las Cruces and uh, and playing a bunch of the shows here. We had booked for him. He's he's been so much of a big help. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. And, and, uh, and on Tuesday he at the open mic, songs. Oh. Uh, he he wants to retire one of his songs that we all love, and so like he played it on Tuesday. He played it on Monday too. Like we were, but like he's like, oh guys, I'm done with this song. I'm retired. Uh, <laughs> and then he's like, fuck, you talked me into it. <laughs> and like, and you know, here we are all singing it. But I know he is. He's gonna be on the uh, a guest on the podcast, Nicholas. If you're listening right now, you're gonna be on this fucking podcast, That's okay? That's right. He's very artistic, yeah. but he's very, very, very. I'm getting very aggressive right now because there's vodka in the room. <laughs> but uh, Daniel, yes, um, thank you so much for that. You know, like I said, uh, you know, people at Black Working Lounge really appreciated you as well. Uh, because, uh, you know, it's just about, like, experience sharing, you know, with Black Orchid. That was an open mic. Yeah, it's Probably an different, open like, mic. Not, it's very aside different from, from like, the, the other. Yes. It's an open mic, so, like, you you hear, like, poets and, like, we didn't have as many comedians this time, but, you know, we usually do, and Ivan musicians. Harris. What's up? Ivan Harris, honestly enough said. Yeah, <laughs> Ivan Harris, like, <laughs> killed it. He went, like, second. Um, hey, man, so as we – we're almost up on the hour. Can you believe that? No. Just like that, you know? There we go. Um, does anyone have any other questions in the house? Uh, one of my friends earlier had a- was asking about, like, she was interested on whether or not um, – well, actually, before we get to that, like, so you, you mentioned, like, performing in, in different languages. So what mm-hmm. languages do you perform in? Um, the languages are Spanish, mm-hmm. Italian, German, French, and English. French and English. The dialects are um, Catalan, Andalusian, mm-hmm. Venetian, so from Venice, and mm-hmm. Bavarian from Bavaria. Mm-hmm. Bavaria, okay. Thank you so much for sharing that. And and so my friend was w- in, in, in that vein, you know, is there any particular culture that kind of inspired more of the artistic side of your songwriting? Well, on the last album, it's definitely uh-huh. Spanish culture. Spanish culture, okay. Yes. I could, I, I could see that. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I read that Lorca quote about Duende, and yes. that, that's definitely deeply embedded and rooted in, in Spanish culture. Um, man, keep going. So, where, what do you, uh, what are your plans for the rest of your tour here in the U.S.? Well, we've got one more show uh, tomorrow. Pizza joint, yeah, pizza yeah. joint in El Paso, and then um, I'm flying on Saturday. I fly over to. Um, um, you're going to California? Uh, yes, right? to California, Orange County, mm. then down to San Diego, and then up to uh, San Francisco. And you're doing shows there? Yes. Awesome. Yeah. So you're, you're starting to infiltrate the United States, you know. <laughs> right now it's just Southwest, West Coast. You still have, like, the, the East Coast. Yes, uh, I know. You know uh, Which we will do in uh, December, actually. Awesome. Are you guys we planning a, a tour? Yes. Yeah. And okay. I'll bring over some some band, some band members. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> so if you guys are listening, like, 
definitely plan that out if like this is way after that was planned you know still check out their music again so where can we find your music again where, where okay. should we check it out you can find it on on uh, soundcloud spotify bandcamp um you find some youtube on youtube of course mm. yes mm. videos live videos and yeah. also um studio versions oh I've, i've seen uh so far you've been on yeah. so far sounds like, yes. like five or six times <laughs> like right. well right. yeah about 20 now but hey wow <laughs> doing right. one uh, on saturday in very cool in orange county and the gray area will definitely be part of that so we'll, we'll be working hard to give you the best experience we can yeah we record a little bit today as well you know to try and like bring el paso flavor yes. to that because uh it doesn't exist but uh all right so as we close out um do you have any words of advice encouragement or Uh, what's the best advice you'd have, you've ever received? You know, like what what are some imparting some parting words of wisdom that you can share with our audiences? Okay, if um, if you feel like music is what you want to do, then do it, and like not think too much about uh -huh. um, like uh, once I I had this um, it was kind of a seminar in Italy, and there was this um, this journalist, and she had. She had interviewed anybody, for, like from the singer of the of Red Hot Chili Peppers, Van Morrison, and so on. Oh. So everybody, and and she, and people asked her. So uh, the musicians were there, and they asked her, um, "What what do we do to get a how how can we get like a, a get signed a mm -hmm. record deal?" Okay. Yeah. And she said she asked one question. She said, "Now, can you?" Um, If somebody paid you a million dollars or could you stop playing tomorrow Whoa. for the rest of your life uh -huh. and take the money? Mm. And now if the if the answer to that is yes I can, well then why would do you want to record to you? Mm -hmm. If the right. question to that is no, I, I would rather keep playing for the rest of my life and not get any money, mm. well then you don't need a record deal either. <laughs> because That's what you do. Hey, just keep wow. doing it. Damn, man, that's interesting. That's that right. was that was <laughs> a very good advice. I thought. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. Uh, for the View Almost podcast, I'm I'm Richie. This is Daniel from Sleepwalker Station. Thank you again to our live audience for for yeah. sticking around. Yeah, it's <laughs> been amazing. And. Uh, Yo, if you haven't already, check us out on Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating if you like it. The more ratings we give, the more positive ratings you guys give, We uh, more people get to hear us. So uh, we will be around uh, with more episodes. Uh, check out Daniel. Check out Sleepwalker Station. And uh, peace and love, guys. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Rich. Later. Woo! Yeah. yeah.
esta tierra de vivos muertos y ángeles caídos. Cada día es presente, cada respiro eternidad, cada lágrima es un recuerdo. Está 